St. Louis Live News Update. Cardinals fall to the Dodgers 2-1 in 13 innings. Lance Lynn gave the Cardinals 8 innings, pitched, surrendering only one run. It wasn't enough, though, as Logan Forsyth doubled in the bottom of the 13th to get the Dodgers a walk-off victory. The Birds are back in action tonight as Mike Leake takes the mound versus Rich Hill. The start time is 9-10, and coverage can be found on Fox Sports Midwest. Tom Cruise has confirmed rumors that a sequel to the 1986 classic Top Gun is in the works. The star revealed the news on an Australian talk show saying it is definitely happening. He added that the filming will begin within the next year. Sources inside the NFL owners meeting yesterday said that a frustrated Jerry Jones stood up, walked to the front of the room, and set Roger Goodell in his lap. He began to speak while moving the commissioner's lips up and down. Jaguars owner Shahid Khan said it's just more efficient this way. I honestly don't know why we haven't done this sooner. Although awkward, most owners agreed with Khan's sentiment. Roger Goodell cannot be reached for comment. For all your St. Louis Live updates, follow at Live St. Louis on Twitter. Now back to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines. Good morning, St. Louis. You are now tuned in to St. Louis Live. That's exactly right. Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, Michael Gaines. How'd everybody uh, feel about the rhino's nest coming through on the news update? You feel I, good about that? I, I, I'm a little. I'm a little. Up, I don't. Did Did he make that up? You think about the Jerry Jones? But I, I thought the Tom Cruise thing was false. I thought the Cardinal score was a. That's true. A, yeah, I don't know about. Yeah, that. no way that you would get eight innings pitched from a guy in a contract year no. and lose the the contest. No, correct? No, no, not at all. Hmm. Very interesting update, though. We appreciate it, though. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's St. Louis Live here on 920 AM WGNU. We're here every Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 AM, streaming live, weareliveradio.com. Hey, Justin, our uh, our trusty intern uh, who loves to talk, oh, yeah. he doesn't get excited anymore unless he's uh, on the <laughs> mic. He used to say, guys, we got you links, and there's all these comedians coming in. Blah, blah. Now he's turned into a full-blown diva. Typical. Typical. Yeah, I need my own dressing room for the show. and <laughs> keep, keep. I need five waters at my table every yeah. time I come in. Do you spell them like Travis does during, uh, during a medical professional segment? Well, uh, you got Dr. Red in the building. What no, the hell am I, I supposed to do? No, I just usually stand over the trash can and pour them in there saying <laughs> I can get water anytime I want. That's well, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, you've officially been funnier than all of us uh, in the first hour. That was a great read, Justin. I like how you changed your voice, too. It was you good. did. Yeah, you, that uh, Webster University uh, audio. None whatsoever. Oh, no. You know what? I've listened to like you know radio for all my life. I watch radio or I listen to radio more than television. So it's just stuff I've picked up on over my years of listening. Well, don't do it again, okay? You got it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I love him. Yes, Conquistador. I love it. Uh, if you missed the first hour, we'll get that up for podcasts very quickly. And I know I don't do this much, but uh, I promise the uh, St. Louis Live radio stream is coming uh, separately very soon. I know I don't promise things, and then they happen like two weeks later. I know that's totally not me, Travis. No, no not at all. Not your speed. Definitely not, not what me. You know for. No, sir. Hey, it, I think you when you start juggling, you know, you got your three... The three things you're juggling. I almost took it far there. Uh, I tend to juggle like 
40 things. Especially when you like. And then I get mad whenever those first three aren't properly juggled. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll see like, ah, oh, man, hey, there are three balls. I can juggle those. Or I can get 37 others. And then I can throw those in the mix, and let's see how that fight yeah. works out. Speaking of that, NBR can be downloaded oh on God. the Free Play yeah, Media really? Network. We're doing you can that again? download that on iTunes. We're doing that again, huh? I thought it got canceled. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> Either, any one of you could replace me. That's absolutely sure. Well, what, what was some of the things that you and your Canadian friend discussed in your most recent podcast? You know, it always goes politics, and it takes a second. Because you're on the phone, and it's it takes, about, it takes us about 10 to 15 minutes to get it warm, because Ian's and Ian's on the road. He's always well, he's traveling. Been, he's been in Sydney, Australia, the past uh, two episodes, calling in. So yeah, we usually. So when do you wait? So when do you start this? When do you guys record your podcast? Uh, just depends. We you know we ha- he calls in. I, I do it from Shock City. He calls I'm gonna say in. That, but are you there at two in the morning recording that? What's no, the time no, no, difference? No. That's not how time works. I'm not familiar. I'm it was not... like a 13 hour time difference. So we did it at uh, 6 p.m. last week here. So it was like 9 a.m. over there. Oh, but it was the next day. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, he told he gave me updates from the future. Oh, that's dope. That's right. Yeah, Gaines. Ooh. It's not that bad of a podcast. <laughs> Gaines, what's your podcast going to be? If we're going to branch out into fifty different ways, I, I and don't don't think that I won't be part of it. Cool. Damn. Um, <laughs> love advice with Gaines. Um, probably degenerate gambling of some sort. Yeah, just like hardcore. Like you couldn't even enjoy it, and let like there won't be stories. It'll just be. Numbers and calling people idiots. Yes, and ba- bad beats. All about the bad beats. Ooh, that'd your be own good. personal, or are you are you taking? I actually came up with that idea, and then I searched it on the internet. There's That's a like, bad beats uh, podcast. Well, but to oh, say yeah. Ben Pelt has certainly ran with it. He, and has he, the has moose, he has the moose segment every night. That's smart. That's a good move. Uh, other things going on. Again, you can hear the first hour. It'll be up shortly. On the We Are Live feed, this is St. Louis Live. Uh, we were going to have Carly in today, so no love segment. She's out sick. AIDS acting up again. Sucks without Carly. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. <laughs> the show sucks without Carly. He was accurate. If, if the amount of good drops and good audio would be played for me that have been played for Carly today, I would take off every day. There are drops saying the show's better. Yeah, I, I'm okay with all that. But we'll get into uh, our second MVT of the day. We'll do the morning melee here in just a bit. And obviously, we got to get our fair or foul topic this hour out there. So you guys can email in to St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com to be part of that. We'll have our prize announcement as well. The uh, the Grizzlies prize packs have been big. The ten dollar gift certificate to Southtown Pub. The one dollar coupons. Away, yes. <laughs> we've given away some Cardinals tickets. So uh, stay tuned in, and we'll we'll let you know what's going on. Gaines, did you want to get into your MVT, my man? Yes, I uh, I teased it in the uh, yeah. It was a shallow hour. tease, didn't you think, Trav? It was very shallow. It was I'm pretty curious. deep, guys. Uh, so what what is this? First time, Slu- Gaines ain't saying that much. I got that right. Hey, what, what was this St. Louis U legend you spoke about? St. Louis U high yeah, whatever. legend. Okay. Who uh, patrolled the halls from 2006 to 2010. I'm doing some math here. Uh, uh, played right tackle. Uh, oh, so he wasn't athletic enough to be the left tackle. No, in uh, Slew's very heavy running offense, it is important to have a great right tackle and right guard. Um <laughs> Michael Gaines is returning to the Slough High Oh, my this God. Fall as the freshman offensive lineman and defensive lineman coach. Oh I, thought you, were the, my I thought you were the DB's coach. I negotiate. I did my way through some uh, 
through some contract. Do we have Celebrate queued up? Do we, well, so the one Michael <laughs> Timothy Gaines is returning to the sidelines to coach the Junior Bill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So will it be like when Travis coached basketball at times? That's going to take precedence, and old Chris is going to be left hanging out for three hours to do a uh, show, praying that Dan Buff is available to call in. <laughs> now that we have a morning show, it's going to work out great. Oh, okay. What are you going to bring the to the podcast? table? No, that's are you no, worried about the questionable no, content? No, 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 I'm not even going to that point. I'm not even worried about his contributions to the radio or the podcast. I'm curious as to what you're actually going to be able to bring to the table for the Junior Bills. This is a very successful football program in the city of St. Louis, and you're coming off the street. A new beginning, too. Oh, my Mike, Mike Jones heading up the program. Who? Mike, Mike the Tackle Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? 281-330-8004. Who? Oh, that's a right. Did I get the number right? You got the number correct, yeah. by the way. By the way, great job, Mike Jones. Who? Oh, it was his real number. Who? It was, and people were allowed to call him. Oh. You called it. Don't act like you uh, We all did. And he, he answered sometimes. But then he kind of got rid of it. And he's kind of, that was smart. <laughs> so what are you going to be able to bring to the table? Running and up-downs and push-ups. And <laughs> that is all a freshman coach. You're really, you're and working on And it's the best thing form. for freshmen, too. Yeah, Like, you do, hey, this is how you do a three-point stance. This is how you kind of pull. Now get in shape and yes. learn to not complain. Yes, get in, shape, get in shape so we can get you in the weight room in the off-season and you don't have a heart attack. <laughs> what inspires you to retain? No, sorry, Travis. No, go you, go, you go ahead. No, I was going to say I was going to make it about me. Sorry. I was going to say what inspired you to get into coaching. Gear, the gear. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, is pretty, Adidas a pretty good sponsor polos? Do your bill. Yeah, didn't have enough sweatpants to wear their games. Pretty, pretty good polos and shirts. And I, hats. I I can't object to them as I'm clearly wearing a Adidas pullover from a local high school here. Oh, I went. Uh, I had to. I had to leave the house a little earlier than expected today, so I. Uh, I can easily go back and change before meetings. So I'm, uh, we're full-on casual today, you aren't are, we? You are. You're, you're real Cardinal Chris right now. I am Cardinal Chris. <laughs> Check me out on Snapchat. <laughs> Gaines, would you have identified that despite the high school offense being like a four-running-back grinder offense, when you have a 14-year-old Chris Denman with a cannon on the freshman off-season football field, would you have identified that and drastically changed the set to have it ready by the time I was, say, a junior? Pro- what, what were you? What were you weighing and uh, weight? What was six the- one, two hundred pounds. Six yeah. one, hundred eighty five pounds. Yep. Maybe get in, in there, guard. <laughs> That's where you would have stuck me. What's funny when I was a fr- I really wanted to play tight end, and you had to. You you do have soft hands. You had to run below a five three. To play tight end, five three forty. Yeah, and in the freshman year, I ran like a five three, and uh, they were like, "No, it's got to be below a five three. So they just you, really you just get, it, get it in O line. I was like, <laughs> "All right." It's like the kids. This some of the kids that are you know six three, six four, six five, and smaller schools. They may be your best point guard. But unfortunately, yeah, they're also your best center. Yes, your only center. And your only center. And you have a choice between putting a five foot eleven chubby guy at center or your best player that's going to be a little bit taller. And then all of a sudden, you've just kneecapped that kid's entire possible college career. Now, are you going to put any jumbo packages? Because you performed in some jumbo packages when you were on the offensive line. Do you plan on doing that for them? No. The O-line coach just gets to yell at the, the yeah. fat kids to hit the guys hard and the D-line coach <laughs> to get after the football and then sits on the sidelines and goes, uh, run! <laughs> Pass! 
<laughs> Watch the screen. Watch the screen. Now they are aware of your contributions to St. Louis media. Am I right? Oh yeah, I think it. You know, they're 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 trying oh, they, to get good coverage uh, in the media. Uh, well, know. Trev, why don't we keep close tabs? And uh, Suhai ain't hurting for budget. <laughs> I could do the math that if we talked in uh, three parents to get their kids to go there, they could probably afford advertising for the next few years. <laughs> Good boys. So keep track of any time gains says slew high, and we'll. But I should have. Them. I should have great stories this fall. Yeah, about all my uh, escapades. You, you should make them sign release forms where they can be talked about on the air. <laughs> when was the last time you worked with the Utes? Uh, I coached. Uh, I coached eighth grade uh, girls volleyball uh, for Visitation Academy. Really? Two years ago, the good folks at Viz let you coach. Yeah, my my friend needed help. He's the assistant varsity coach at Slough High, and he also coaches Viz because it's different seasons. Sure. Um, so he needed help. That's hilarious. I am proud of you. I am looking forward to the gains and his outlook on high school sports. I just, I really just, I really want to be Coach Carter. So but these kids aren't troubled though. They're far from it. They don't need your help. They, oh, yeah, they, they are. have nannies. Oh, yeah, they are. No, they're fine. Oh, no, no. So I want, <laughs> yeah, I want you don't Timo need... Cruz to show up on my doorstep and uh, <laughs> Travis, Travis, and just give is, him a hug. This is 2017 at private high school, St. Louis. You don't even get yelled at, like, if a coach would have uh, not yelled at me, but went beyond the line. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like, taking right. it way too far. He's getting uh, an earful from uh, Papa Denman. Mom and Denman. Either way, it's to the point now. Gaines won't even hear it from the parents. The nanny will chew his ass. See, That's I think how disconnected. I think they you can are. get away with more stuff at a private school than you can at a public school. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. Right, now, are you? There's no wide sweeping. There's not as much wide sweeping. Oh, this is the way it is. It's like no, he's paying to be here. We'll do whatever. And you and you can kind of like just talk to the kids you and talk the parents and the yeah for sure Travis do you have any stories that uh would surprise people when you were coaching JV I remember one I don't even know if you can tell it uh about shooting free throws Oh yeah I I had a, a situation where uh I was trying to get the guys to focus on their free throws and uh make sure they um you know we we had i think our our previous 3 or 4 games we were shooting well under 50% Sounds like at the coaching. free throw line and uh, <laughs> you're right i i did take it as a, a as part of my I always love that you shoot poor free throws the only solution is well got to shoot 100 before you leave tonight after practice and and that was essentially the principle behind it and and that we wanted the kids to focus not be distracted and and take care of business because we were losing games close games and it was because we were not doing a good job at hitting our free throws. And especially if you run an offense that uh, is perpetuated around you getting work in the paint, being physical, uh, you're oh, going so, to need so, to knock so down. So bad offense. No, it was, you know, you, you execute. Did you run it through the post every time down? No shots until a post player touched the ball. That essentially was the principle. Was oh, wait. Get the ball I, then the I love this offense. Yeah, so you it's had to get offense. it on the block. Well, we And so the objective was to, obviously, if we're going to get it on the block, we need the guys to knock down the free throws. But to make a long story short, I uh, they had the guys at the free throw line, and I was trying to distract them and throw them off. And uh, let's just say uh, uh, Coach Travis may have made a, a few too many mama jokes. That it got back to. Got a uh, talking to, didn't you? Got, got, got a talking to. And uh, got a talking to uh, by. Uh, How old are these kids? 
I would say 15, 16, 15. So, men. <laughs> I mean, for height. Sure, sure, sure. They, these, you would not, you would have trouble <laughs> if you were tangling with one of these 16-year-olds. Yeah, yeah and again, I, but I will acknowledge, and I will be the first thing, I, and for those I, who I know think, me. I think we're delving into a fair foul here. Oh, but, yeah, we can, I, I think I, we have one. I, I think <laughs> it is one. My, I, look, I will say this, and Gaines has known me now for a little bit, almost to a year, and Chris has known me for well over 10 years. I, oh, I, I don't, how do I say this? I, I don't often You're an have idiot? A, yes, yes, there you go. That, yeah, that's the best way to, I am an idiot. So sometimes I don't, I forget my surroundings and settings. So I did maybe, you know, I can see where I was. I don't know. I may have walked no, I the line. So. I I personally didn't think so, but I, I think we should understand. let the listeners decide. Sorry. So I mean, so yeah. So essentially, I said some. Uh, literally, it wasn't anything personal. It was jokes. What you do when you rib your friends in high school? Like, hey, man, your mama melee. got a big head. Morning melee, mama jokes to high school players. Fair foul. Or uh, <laughs> you, good, did you just combine morning melee and fair foul? It's almost as if they're not that creative <laughs> hey, and they, they're interchangeable. He's now taking. He didn't have to get personal. I got. I got a fair foul. Is that good for morning melee games? That's fair. Okay. We'll say that. Mama jokes to uh, high school athletes as a coach. I won't say I, I want to use that for a fair foul. I want that for a fair or foul. I want to, that's too open-ended of a topic to just put into a poll. So I want that to be the fair foul. Fair foul. Well, Travis gets his way. Critiquing. No. Mm, um, mama, uh, jo- mama jokes. Mama jokes. To teenagers. Yeah. That, that, that it's got to be like athletes, though, because you're yeah. not just going to say that to a kid in, in literature class. All right, let's go. Coaches, it's got to be kids that you're coaching. Coaches using mama jokes to, to students, <laughs> to their players. Coaches using mama jokes to their players. Fair file. How about that? Now, again, like I said, I, did, I, I acknowledge that I that wasn't the proper setting for that, and you got to learn to tune it down, especially when you're uh, in this day and age. I, I, I get it. I don't have kids, so I'm not going to sit up here and say, you know, yeah, your kid should be a man. Your kid should take it. A lot of people come from different situations and different home lives, and and maybe a joke that I thought was funny, and maybe even a couple of the kids thought were funny, wasn't funny to this particular kid, and so therefore I can understand why it was an issue. So Games. I'm not completely. Is Travis just not very funny? Is that the problem? Could be. They were, so did they, they critique your jokes? No, they just laughed. Oh, they laughed. Oh, they thought it was funny. They laughed their asses off. And again, it was the object. The objective wasn't uh, to. I don't like that power being in a high schooler's hands. I, I did. Oh, you'll be surprised how much power a high school student can have. Isn't that? They got a ton. I, of power. I'm not. But I'm also saying they can't stick up for themselves. But there's just something to be said for knowing your role a bit, and we all have to learn that. I no, mean, and, I and in this day and age, look, I, I look. I grew up. Where the, that type of coaching, that type of things that we, it was accepted. It was one of those things where, you know, our coaches in the oh. JFL oh. and in high school would make jokes about us. And, and, and it wasn't anything. We didn't take it personally because we knew the intent. But again, in this day and age, uh, things have changed. Maybe. Circumstances have changed. And you have to take that into consideration when you're working with Travis. Children. Travis is the coach that so desperately wants 15-year-olds to like him. You have no idea. Rory Pepper Paul. You have no idea. Hey, I know hey, another Paul. story hey. about that. True. Hey, hey, I shaved my eyebrow in just like you. I, I will. I used to pull up to the school, and there would be future blaring from my car, and I'd be like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, guys, huh? Hip-hop, right? Uh, I got it. It's a macaw. I'm listening to it. Who likes whack a flack a flame? <laughs> Look, hey, guys, no hands. Huh? Uh, that's a good song, hey, right? Hey, buddy. Hey, my ghost is killing it. <laughs> and look, I, 
I I love my players. Those guys are really cool. Ooh, Trev. Oh, relax. No, but I did love my guys. Those guys were really good kids, and a lot of the kids in the St. Louis area, they get a bad rap because if there's something that happens at a school or something that happens with teenagers, everyone just wants to rap every kid in St. Louis as a thug or, or an idiot, and they're not. They're really really cool kids. And so I my I when I went into the job, I, that was the last thing I wanted to do was defend anyone or upset anyone. So I was more than happy to apologize, and I was very conscientious of my behavior going forward. But to your point, Gaines, yes, there, I think you may have a little bit more rope, you know, with perhaps something similar to that at a private school as opposed to working at a public. KFB, did they laugh because the joke was funny or because they didn't want the coach to make them run? <laughs> Hey, we all have to laugh. We have to laugh. I take it. I don't care why. My dad was a ruthless coach. I recently had a friend from middle school tell me that he remembered a basketball game my dad was coaching. This is a rec a rec coach. Okay. There was only two minutes left, and he asked my dad to take him out because he needed water. My dad said, There are two minutes left. If you want a drink, run by here and I'll spit in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now that is uh that that, that may be a bit a bit much. Nah, I think you need it. Nah. Nah, Look, and, well, you need it. and to that point, I again, I don't want it to sound like well, back in my day, but when we played again, I we, Chris has shared stories off the air about Man, the things. That I, it his was bad. Drill sergeant esque. It was literally no, and it was really it was a real a, drill a literal, sergeant. Um, former Marine drill sergeant was our varsity basketball coach, and we were really good my junior year, and then senior year, I started five games. Got benched for two. Said, "Well, that'll be enough of that." <laughs> you get you, and I hate that it came to that. But there are. I, I would also be able to make arguments Snowflake for why Travis. this. I know. Snowflake. I can tell for Snowflake. why this guy. For why this guy would probably did some good as well. Sure, but sure. Hated him. Hated him. Did not like it. Several people didn't like it, and. So, but it, you know you get you get wins, and I'm sure the guy has an immaculate record. I think he's taken teams to the state finals and stuff like that. So one or, thing to I, the state uh, t- championship. One so. thing I am learning though is that you it and now a lot of coaches may disagree with this particular mindset, especially the older coaches. But what I've learned from my limited, very limited experience is that you can't always coach or maybe address a player or even confront a player in the same way as you would everyone else. So I'm not saying you have to have, you know, treat kids with you have the kids gloves on and you have to walk on eggshells around certain players. But your approach maybe to one particular player may not be able to work with another. And so that's what I learned from my experience, that you always have to keep that in mind. But I, I, I am still a proponent of discipline. I'm still a proponent of tough love. Uh, I think that you just have to do it in a different fashion than the way we were given when we were younger. And that's just the evolution of children the evolution of society that's just the way it is again when i played um growing up in the city uh considering everything all the noise that was going around in our neighborhoods and growing up and a little discipline didn't hurt and again it wasn't a matter of our coaches disrespecting us or being completely idiots about it It was just a matter of hey you're being you're being stupid about something and i'm going to let you know that you're being stupid about it and every time you do something stupid, there's going to be severe consequences for you being willfully ignorant. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, you get into it like uh, everybody always – not everybody, but you have people that talk about how great former wrestlers are as employees. Yeah. You know why? A discipline. Because <laughs> they go through hell. Yeah. We're not talking about professional wrestlers. No, <laughs> calm down. Rhino's nest. Real wrestlers making that. No, you you talk about how great of employees or 
or people they are or can be because of that. You know why? It's because they went through a form of hell to get there. And you don't get that character by not doing that. So I always am amazed and praise the coaches, especially at a young level, that can instill that but at the same time not cross these lines that right. we're talking about. Right. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm laughing. We got a. It's still real to me. Damn it! From, <laughs> and, and from the right. Look, and I would love for coaches to correct me or Gaines or, or Chris in this particular conversation. You don't have to give us your name, obviously, or the school that you work for. But I would love to hear from coaches from around the area, and I think that's what we're going to do going forward here on Saint Louis Live because I love hearing from young and older coaches here in the area because these guys have a drastic impact on the lives of the of these kids here in St. Louis. And a lot of these kids are indebted to these yeah. coaches. Like, these coaches mean a lot in their lives. Middle- so I'm curious to hear their feedback and and how handling kids from maybe when back in the early 90s to now. I feel like there is a difference, but, but some coaches haven't changed. Some coaches middle- are okay with what they do and people are all right with it. I have a middle school coach that uh, I would consider definitely at that time was a major influence positively and learned a ton from. And I think about that now, and it's like, again, the varsity coach that I didn't care for. Right. So, yeah, we still got to be a very good team, whatever else. And it's like you don't you try not to hold on to feelings from when you're a 17-year-old, right? Right. right. But at the same time, you do uh, – man, it, it's strange at this age now to look back and be like, oh, okay, maybe this guy had a point here. This person had a point there. Um, it, it's just such a formidable time in people's lives. You absolutely. You, uh, Gaines, do you have any uh, any people that helped you along the way? I would imagine you playing your position. You kind of spoke to it, of course. Now that you're going to be a coach, but when you're on the offensive line, defensive line, those are the guys that I won't say gets the get the most from their coaches as far as coaches in their face, but they get a fair amount of coaches who are in their face a lot. And in that they're not being, you know, being jerks about it, but they know because you're literally in the quote unquote trenches, you're going to have to be a bit of a badass. And so therefore they take a more in your face approach. Have you had not, a coach? Not, not really. Oh, really? School. No. I, a lot of. Is that why uh, Slew lost a lot? Toned down. I no. spoke to why maybe Slew never won a state championship. But please go on. Um, my position coach actually had pancreatic cancer in high school, the line coach. Right. Um, so it was. Uh, he was that more, was kind of a, we kind of went through that battle with him those uh, four years, and it was it was it made us very close to him in the end. So being able, yeah, that, now going through something like that, what obviously him going through that, yeah, he passed away on my sophomore year of college, so wow. two years out of uh, out of high school. Wow, yeah. wow, and you guys just you just felt that bond. You, yeah, he missed uh, he missed almost the entire junior season for us because of. Uh, Health difficulties came back uh, our senior year, though. Uh, what? Well, what? Some of the philosophies or principles that you learned from him that you would like, in some way, shape, or form, to instill with these young guys now that you're going to be working on. Well, it was it was funny because you heard stories about him before he kind of, uh, you know, he contracted the disease and everything like that. That he uh, he was a way more intense coach uh, and I everything see. like that, and he definitely toned it down more when he uh, came back, but. Um, he was a very, he was he was a Latin teacher at the school. He was a very quirky, quirky, interesting guy. Like had, <laughs> nice. had his sayings, and everything like that. But just a really, really nice guy. Um, and it was it was it was kind of inspiring because I mean, pancreatic cancer. It's like three percent, I think. Not that, yeah, yeah. No, yeah and he came back. He beat it, mm-hmm. and then it came back, and then he ended up passing away. My sophomore year of college. 
I'm, I'm curious. I've been having this conversation with my father because he has a, a very principled stance on when it comes to how you coach and that he is not a fan of the Calipari, Coach K, Bobby Knight, theatrical, you know, very animated on a sideline coach. He is of the Phil Jackson-like, very zen. His thought is that, obviously, and I, I share this principle with him in this regard, is that, Obviously, you coach the guys up for practice. Then when the game time comes, it's the guy's game. It's the player's game. And so at that point, your job isn't to necessarily be in their face and using timeouts to get the guys emotionally charged up. He's not big into the coaching theatrics, if you will. Where do you stand on that as far as do you find that some of it, that what we see on the sidelines with the Calipari or what we see maybe with a Brian Kelly in Notre Dame, is that something that you think can be effective, or do you think the approach of, again, like we say, we used to see with Phil Jackson on the sidelines where a guy that's generally even keel doesn't allow the emotions to get the best of him? Um, I'm for the uh, theatrics, the encouraging theatrics. <laughs> right. not the, like, I, I really don't see the benefit of reaming a kid, um, especially during a game. Right. You're going to lose him for the rest of the game. I, I really don't see that. I agree. But I also... I'm a fan of getting to know each player individually and knowing what they can take and what they can't take. Do you think that's what – because I think the example that comes to mind, I am – I see Brian Kelly of Notre Dame, and I see John Calipari, and I feel like – and, again, I'm not in that locker room, and I'm not on the sidelines, and to your point – I don't point, think Calipari really does it. Like, I think he – I think he's more friends with the players almost. That's kind of the feeling I get. I feel like when he... Brian Kelly does not seem like friends with the players. That was also the point I was going to get to. And maybe, again, I was trying to... You made a good point. Maybe getting to know the individual players, maybe that's why. Because there were times this past season with Brian Kelly in the sidelines where he would... And in the press conference, and too. The, he, and when he would pull his quarterback to the side, the most important position on the field, and it would be it would, it would would be incredibly uncomfortable to watch him absolutely break a kid down now to Kaiser's credit he took it and he didn't let it get to him but to your point I'm wondering how much of that affect him when you have a coach and Notre Dame's on national tv every weekend literally in your face spitting and yelling in red face what that does for a kid's psyche and so what I love about Calipari is you'll see Kentucky up 15 to 22 points and then on like a made basket there'll be a timeout called and he'll still get into a guy. Right. So, so it's that like consistency. When you see Brian Kelly do it, it's usually something bad just happened in the game and then he gets really mad. So that may, and I, you know, I can't speak for what the guy's doing, but that makes me assume that it's a emotional reaction paired with being disappointed about the bad stuff that happened on the field as well. What do you think for a prize today? Do we think uh lunch with Travis Terrell at Southtown pub is an appropriate prize? Oh God. You can discuss coaching. <coughs> oh, man, this strep throat uh, is coming down. I may not be able to make it. Uh, Gaines, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, what about Gaines? I, you know, strep, I just feel it coming on, Chris. I just don't $10 know. gift certificate to Southtown Pub, and you can invite Travis. Oh, your- that is so sweet. I may consider doing that. What is your approach on that, Chris? Like, I mean, like, again, I, I not to say that when I played sports in high school that uh, I really like coaches sports in my face. Sports did you play? Yeah, I played them. I played them. Gaines, relax. But I, I didn't I didn't there again, I think I didn't mind it mainly because I understood that I wasn't doing something either correctly or I wasn't going as hard 
as I know I could. So it wasn't a matter of the coach, quote-unquote, picking on me. The coach sees what I probably was feeling was, yeah, you messed up or you're not giving your all. So that's why maybe I didn't have a problem with the coach calling me out or getting in my face. I never got anything from it. Like, in-your-face stuff. Right. And that, that goes for, like, especially the sport of football. Like, people think that the locker room has to be, like, screaming before you, no. like, you're going out for work. Sure. No, like, I never got I, – I, I, I think I said this before, but I used to listen to R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet chapters before. <laughs> That's so uh, weird. It would, of all it the would, things to listen to to get ready for a high school football game. It would call me. Trapped in the – it called you? It would call me. Oh, you know what I want to do. Peyton, my friend, would you mind going to the lovely tube of you and pulling up Trapped in the Closet for me? R. Kelly – Trapped in the closet. Is it, I don't know if it's... Uh, it should be clean. Clean. It looks for Let's the Let's not go with should be. Let's make sure it's clean. <laughs> oh, it's fine. The FTC, FTC is cool with it. Travis has strep throat. Does this mean I have it on my... Oh, boy. Nope. You can... Uh, I think it's fine. WCL. You see that, Chris? You want to get the scissors and just cut the cord there? That'd be great. <laughs> You're not feeling that, huh? That's just, just nice. No, and again, I, again, but you have to... I think you... It's okay to adjust. Because, again, you don't know... Kid situations and oh, this is like chapter. This is like chapter six, forty-seven. Seven. You're listening to that, getting ready for a football game. Yeah, very calming. That is so weird. That is so odd. <laughs> I can't believe that this got you pumped for a football game. No, cal- I just said it calmed me. Oh, you're so weird. Somebody's love triangle. And I pull out my Beretta. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning. Do you think whenever R. Kelly and his team of writers put that together, they thought some private school offensive lineman is really going to get up for a game? That's the power of music, Chris. That is the true power of music. So good luck to you. I remember when I was a junior and like the the seniors would be like, oh, what are, what are you listening to? And I'd have Nothing. to like, lie and like, say, oh, so. man, DMX uh, going to give it to you. Oh, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, shoot, <laughs> worse. That was worse. <laughs> the Rant soundtrack. Uh, uh, 525,600 minutes. That's, that's, God, you're troubling. God, you're troubling. Did you guys, uh, do you see, do we want to get into Joey Votto? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Joey Votto, by the way. Is he, he's one of the best characters in all of baseball. And I give credit to him because he's the best player on a team that's going to be miserable for the duration of his contract. And His choice, though. It was his choice, and he decided to stay in Cincinnati and build No, 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 like it's still his choice. He refuses to be traded. He does not want to be traded. Correct. Must be nice. It's a very odd Complete thing to see him. full no-trade clause? Mm-hmm. He's weird, but he's, he's a very peculiar guy, certainly a character, and... The other night at Great American Ballpark, he was in the uh, on-deck circle, and he had got into a conversation with the guys behind the screen, the guys that would be, I guess, considered in the quote-unquote green seats for Great American Ballpark. And it was a hilarious back and forth. I think, Payne, do we have the audio for the Joy? Yeah, let's, this is Joey Votto going back and forth with some fans in Cincinnati the other night. Damn it, what am I doing standing on third? I'm supposed to be on second. You know, I the guess difference? I'm out. 
what the difference is. Right now, this guy is filming this. I've got something to lose. And you guys don't even have a life, so you got nothing to lose at all. Exactly. It's terrible if I talk to you guys. That would be a shame, wouldn't it? That is, that is hilarious. That uh, Joey Votto, that's that's how, how you trash. How calm he was, what I liked. He wasn't like you, you fat ass. He was like you, when you used to be thin. That is brilliant. I think that's the best way to do it. I think, I think that if you're going to look, a guy like Joey Votto probably gets heckled, has been heckled every day since he was 14 years old. So he's, I'm certain, almost used to it. And when you have guys who are just talking out the side of their neck uh, during a baseball game. And you play for the Cincinnati Reds, and you're Joey Votto taking home nineteen, twenty million a year. You don't care. It's not that big of a deal. What the hell? Why might as well get into it? And I thought the way his back and forth was hilarious. What did he say there at the end? He says, uh, uh, "He says you guys don't have a a life." Because he he pointed to the camera and was like, "You know, I have to watch what I say, but you guys don't have to." Uh, Watch what you say because you don't have a life. You don't have a life. I think that, and then also credit again to and to your point, Chris. Joey Votto, not one expletive, not one cuss word. He didn't well, go can, off on the handle. Canadian, so ah, yeah, that better may, than us. Ah, that may explain everything gonna, about him. Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and, the, and the Rhino just tossed up his stats. He's not. He's not terrible. He's on a terrible team. He had one of the best second halves ever in MLB yeah. history last year. <laughs> I think, uh, and I'm going to find this quote because I thought this is where I... Stick him on the Cardinals. Uh, you ain't telling him to head back north. Oh, no, no, not a, no. Not a, I, I would love Joey Votto to go back and forth with uh, B. Fibbers. This is my favorite, though, Joey Votto quote. This is from last summer where a kid asks Joey Votto for batting gloves. Votto replies, you're sitting in the front row. You're elite. This isn't a make-a-wish situation. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a great line because it's true. And you know how I know it's true, Chris? When you and I went out oh, to L.A. Yeah. Oh, my I know gosh. this is the third time we've told this L.A. story. But when we're at the Dodgers game, so the Cardinals obviously. Some TV executives' kids walked out with 30 batting practice balls. Literally the first four or five rows behind the dugout, those are separated by a barrier, if you will, at Dodger Stadium from the rest of the crowd in the lower tier. It's basically like, again, you getting access to the green seats at Bush Stadium. And so those tickets generally go for five to seven grand. And the Cardinals are a, are a premium ticket team. So when the Cardinals come to town, that's top dollar tickets for the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. So this guy had to have been executive vice president of marketing for Warner Brothers. He, they, he was a... He clearly was somebody very important in a very important city. And so he was with his kids. And literally every time a Cardinal would come in from the outfield, they would toss these kids the ball. And it infuriated me. They would get like, they had six balls from the Cardinals. With the, with the Votto thing, too, how dare that kid ask her to, uh, can I get your batting gloves? Can I get your batting gloves? Not, hello, sir, how are you? He was like, yo, let me get those gloves. It reminds. What? It really does remind me of when Jared Goff on uh, Hard Knocks last year for the Rams, uh, kid asked for the gloves and he gave it to him, and I immediately knew right then and there. Jared Goff's going to be an awful freaking quarterback. You're not just giving things to children, man. <laughs> the hell's wrong too? Better get One some money from that it. damn kid. I knew right where then and there. That was hilarious. Well done, 
Joey Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Salute to you. Hey, and if you're just tuning in, uh, fair or foul today, high school coaches uh, using your mama jokes to their uh, to their players. Winner, $10 to Southtown Pub will be given to you. And if you want to invite Travis, he ain't going to say no. Will not. Now, I think we maybe the morning melee, since we were talking, of course, at the start of the show about the strong performance of one Landsland. And off the air, we kind of discussed, Gaines said he is going to get paid. And I suggested, hey, I don't think it's going to be from the Cardinals. And Gaines, to your point, Cardinals. you made earlier this week about how the Cardinals have a tendency to be cheap. Let's make that the morning melee poll. Will the Cardinals, under any circumstance, bring back Lance Lynn? I'm I, I, I'm curious to see what the Cardinal Nation thinks of the Cardinals actually bringing back Lance Lynn. What we have seen so far to Lance Lynn, what he's done for this organization, how much of a horse he's been for this rotation. Will the Cardinals bring back Lance Lynn? That will be today's. He's a free agent at the end of this year. He is a free agent at the end of this year. Gaines made a very good point. The Cardinals have a tendency maybe from time to time in certain situations to be a little mm, tight with the wallet. But will they the open wallet. up? Ooh, there he is. I know. The wallet. <laughs> but will I the, said I'd say it until he proves me wrong. I tell you what, I think I'm going to have to go team Gaines on this particular argument in that if Len continues to perform that he the way that he has this season. Uh, or if he even fades back to what he had, like his average. He was, he's a 3.31 ER, career ERA. You're going to Mike the the contract you gave him and you're not going to look at kicking the tires on Lance Lynn at, at his like you're saying I'm, I'm not, at his average I don't I'm not saying that you guys would be wrong in that assessment I think he does deserve a Cardinals uh, a contract from the Cardinals uh, but again Gaines made a good point I, the Cardinals are going to get a little tight sometimes when but maybe hey we've seen with Yachty or they were happy to spend the money that they were willing to spend and maybe they will show Lance Lynn the money but no, the way they'll that, make an excuse because he'll be like 31 <laughs> years old possible uh, but right now lance len can go out on the market and that guy can get some serious top dollar dough the way he continues to pitch again if he makes the all-star game the way you're predicting chris yeah yeah lance len's gonna get some uh some fettuccine and cheddar <laughs> uh so for the morning melee i'm tweeting it out from at live st louis right now will lance len be a cardinal next year yes pay the man no fiscal responsibility <laughs> 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 that's good uh, but uh, to credit to Lanslin, that's what you do when you come off an injury. Uh, he, you know, he came into training camp strong, and he's just been uh, virtually lights out for the Redbirds this season. And the Cardinals got to thank the gods for his pitching; otherwise, they may be hanging around the cellar with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, I think maybe the Cardinals should pay him, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As long as it doesn't even with that Manny Machado money, I'm fine. <laughs> That's what you're. They have both. So you're banking on. Yeah, <laughs> they, they have both. They, can we get over this? They they are rich, man. <laughs> their profit is over three hundred million dollars a year. Man, oh man, Not was their it, revenue? Their profit was. Do they are they still? You think uh, Mo and Dewitt when they saw that story from Fortune, they're still ticked off about it? Yes. Oh, they're. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that, then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, all the uh, when you're, they're out to dinner, Cardinal, people are like, "Yeah, you got this one." There's no. <laughs> There's nothing else uh, happening. Before we had to break, I, I did just want to quickly touch on this uh, particular situation. Uh, and it's matriculating overseas with uh, President Trump and the lovely First Lady Melania Trump. Uh, we saw video a, a no, couple of days on. ago where it looked like Melania wanted no parts of a handhold. Now, I, to Melania's credit, I ain't big on PDA either. 
So I can understand where the sister's coming from. But she wasn't a big on the handhold from President Trump. And then yesterday, as they were getting off the plane and arriving, I believe, in Rome, uh, President Trump, uh, they waved to the crowd at the top of the stairs coming off Air Force One. Melania did her wave as well. And when President Trump went to go grab Melania's hand to hold to head down the steps, Melania hit him with a Euro step. Curved him. Why is it going to be Euros? Yeah, because you're in Europe. But and hit him with the. She started messing with her bangs. Started messing with her hair. Put her hair behind her ear. And I was I was skeptical about the first. The one. The first one I fool, was skeptical. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me fool twice. Fool me twice. Strike, strike three. three. Yep, that's what it is, and that's what happened. <laughs> so, Chris, you have uh you're very big in the pda you love yeah. the hand holding if you this happened to you and your lady what are you doing how are you reacting especially in public fall into a steaming pit of depression and that makes sense. that's perfect sense i absolutely understand I, that. I can't say it better than myself <laughs> i love Barnhart Brawless. travis this is a non-story shut up you liberal hack <laughs> What's what? Do you see the like what the reasoning behind what people are trying to say? No, what, what's the reason? They're visiting this? like Middle Eastern countries, and like women are supposed to be walking behind the men. And she really studied up on her trip, and she's getting so much respect from the Middle oh, Eastern countries. Oh, interesting! It seems like a weird rationalization. Yeah, it is very weird considering <laughs> again they were arriving in Rome, where they were going to the Vatican. By the way, yes, there will be a meeting today with President Trump and the Pope. Talk about a headline well, 10 ha- years ago. Harbaugh was there two weeks ago. So. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good point. This pope is just cool like that. That's just a cool pope. Catholicism. Catholicism. It's good stuff. Huge. Uh, Jesuit, guys. Jesuit. That's, <laughs> so that's actually that's a great excuse. I... It's Jimmy B awkward. says if he hears Melania, like Telania's, one more time. He doesn't care for your uh, pronunciation of her name. Is it not? Is, is it Melania or Melania? Melania. Melania. Yeah. Oh, I'm, there wouldn't be any kind of a reaction if it was uh, Mikel Obama. Why can't she just have a normal name? That's a good question. This is America. Get an American name. Hey, <laughs> if you like American, huh? What? What is it, Chris? Matthew Ehrenreich. Matthew Ehrenreich. He's American. That's he, is, he is American. Or is he? He's a big supporter. <laughs> We're going to launch an investigation. He's a big supporter of Target Practice Live and this show. Drop him a line. Look him up. 314-965-0374. Come see your local Edward Jones financial advisor. Again, Matt Ehrenreich, conveniently located at 191 Watson Plaza. And you can call him at 314-965-0374. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh, dang. Do you think something's going on? Would you speculate that something's going on? Yeah, I'm tired. I want to stay at home and... Lay on the that, couch. That's kind of what my thing was. I think, Why do I have to go on this I trip? I feel like she signed yeah. up. She didn't, I don't need to be here. Yeah. Like, I think she's doing, I think her reaction is actually natural in that I don't think she really wanted to do this. And she understands the importance of this being his first international trip going. But I don't think she really wanted to do all. I think she was like, I really just want to be in the background. 
as much as possible. And, and I, I can understand and respect that, especially when you have a young child. You just really want to, like, ah, I don't really want to do this. And I'd rather be at Mar-a-Lago. Or, or that, too. Like I said, you, that's a setting that she prefers. And so I can absolutely understand that. But that, that I, 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 the first one, again, the first one where he reached for the hand, that one I could. But the second one was like, damn, son. So, um, I, I, is that I, your official response? That is my official response. We're not going to be able to do love advice today with Carly, but if I can give Trump some advice, you yeah, better play some Luther on Air Force One. <laughs> and uh, while you're in Rome, you better you know, take care of business, my friend. You better take her around to some of those beautiful sites in Rome. Is that? Can I say? Forget about it when they're in Rome. Can I? It's a spicy <laughs> meatball. You can. Okay. All right. That's what I hope he does. Yeah, I don't know if that works out. Uh, the sea stretcher. Texting in, um, telling us to Google Madison Parker or Megan Rain. You're welcome. I would say that's NSFW. Uh, yeah, I'm not suggesting that our audience do it, but I'm going to do it. You said, what is it, Madison <laughs> Completely Rain? taking St. Louis Live off of uh, the right track. Hey, guys, it's been a great second hour, my friends. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. We've got the first hour up. For podcast, we will do the second here momentarily, just after nine. In the final hour, we'll reveal the morning melee results. Is that okay with you, Gaines? I'm okay with it. We're going to announce the fair or foul winner. We'll do those at about nine. Not okay with that. Nine fifty or so. Ten dollar gift certificate to Southtown Pub. And hey, speaking of Southtown Pub, check them out southtownpub.net. Quick break here, St. Louis Live, nine twenty a.m. WGNU streaming online, weareliveradio.com. actually put their mouth around everything. That's what we call an anal gland issue. Dust and drink. This box 